insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. What's up, guys? It's Bradley here. There's nothing more the insurance guys love than being on other insurance podcasts or other podcasts in general. We wanted to do something special for you guys today. This is actually the audio recording from when my good buddy and co-host Scott Howell was on the Hive 5 podcast brought to you by Brightbee. Kagan over Brightbee has become one of our really, really good friends, and he had Scott on his podcast where Scott completely went off on the unintended consequences of podcasting. Wanted to share this with you guys today. Hope you enjoy it. Give Kagan over at Brightbee a follow, and make sure you subscribe to their podcast. If you have a chance to do a podcast and you have the talent to do a podcast and you have that, whatever that it factor is, and you're good at it, what you're going to find is you are going to have this opportunity to build relationships with these amazing people in your industry, whatever that industry is. But you're going to have an opportunity to meet those guys and girls and, and these just amazing, amazing people that have been incredibly successful in their particular industry. And I don't know if you can quantify or put a price tag on what that means in terms of helping you grow your business, understand where you're doing things wrong, how to do things better. Hell, just the friendships. When the going gets rough, you know how the saying goes, sometimes things happen. Life happens, and it's not always our fault. In this podcast, we'll feature real-life testimonials from people like you, from good times to bad, funny memories, and hard lessons learned. Everyone has a story, and everyone has been there. From business owners to parents to young adults, The Hive Five aims to tell stories of overcoming the struggles of adulthood while celebrating the little victories of life. In each podcast, our guests will give insight to five key takeaways someone who's been there and done that, leaving you better than when you started. Hey guys, it's Kagan with Brightbee. And this is Catherine with Brightbee. Welcome back to the High Five Podcast. And today we are really excited to be talking with Scott Howell. Scott is an insurance agent in Huntsville, Alabama, but also a co-host along with Bradley Flowers of the Insurance Guys Podcast. Uh, We had Bradley on a couple of weeks ago and are glad to now have on Scott. Scott, thanks for being here today. Guys, I am humbled, honored, and blessed to be on your podcast. Insurance agents from around the world, get ready for a lot of great information today. I'm excited to be here. Catherine, I'm sorry we haven't talked before this, but Keegan, thank you so much for having me. Man, I I am fired up about being here today, and I just appreciate y'all reaching out to me and letting me be a part of this. It, oh it, my gosh, Scott, you need to be our hype man. I no, love you. No, it, really, it, it means a lot. It means a lot. I really do appreciate you guys letting me be on here. I, um, I, I'm just excited to get to, to join in and talk a little bit about what you and I talked about offline, Keegan, which is really the title of this podcast is, is the unintended consequences of hosting a podcast. Yes, yes. There are there are lots of consequences and we're going to get into that, but I want to first start out with this. You got to tell us a little bit about your background, <laughs> where you come from and where you are now. Yeah. So, uh as I tell all of my guests that come on our show, you know, let's go back in the DeLorean for just a moment and and roll back the time machine and talk a little bit about the past before we get into the future. And I'll try to condense this as much as I can. But I grew up in a really small rural town in Alabama called Hamilton, Alabama. Uh, Shout out to my folks from Hamilton. Uh, Maybe five, 6,000 people in the town of Hamilton. Um, I, I grew up there. I was fortunate to be surrounded by a fantastic, great group of friends. Uh, I am 46 years old and we still get together once 
once a year in the summertime. They are more wildly successful than I will probably ever be. Most of them are. And I tell people all the time, if you want your kids to be shitheads, let them hang out with shitheads. If you want your kid, if you want your kids to be great people when they when they become adults, let them hang out with great people. And I was very fortunate when I was growing up from the time I was really young until until really today to have a, a really gr- good group of core friends, uh, about ten of us that still. Uh, spend a lot of time together and stay in touch with each other really on a weekly basis. We have a group, a group running text message that we've had going now for about five years. And I was just very fortunate to be surrounded by those kinds of people. And, and, um, you know, it's been a blessing in my life, certainly, but I left, uh, left Hamilton at 18 years old. I packed up the car. I went to college. I, I got a basketball scholarship to a small junior college here in Alabama, played there for two years and then, um, you know, made terrible grades in school, uh, in high school and middle school, hated school, hated every bit of school. The only part I liked about school was the social aspect of it. And it was from about that time that I started hearing rumblings from people that were around me. And, and, you know, you go back to the Gary Vaynerchuk thing of self-awareness and kind of going back to your childhood to figure out what you need to do, you know, when you become older. But even back in my like sophomore, freshman year of high school, I can remember uh, occasionally people saying things to me like, you know, Scott, with your personality, you'd be great in insurance. And I would say to them, you have lost your damn mind, you know, because insurance (laughs) is, is like the least sexy thing that you can ever get into. And, I just figured at some point in my life I would grow up and figure out what I wanted to do, and and that really never happened. Uh, I finished junior college and was a was a, a recruited walk on, and and somehow don't ask me how this happened, but I got accepted to a uh, a small liberal arts school in Birmingham, Alabama, called Birmingham Southern, which in the state of Alabama regionally speaking that's a pretty big deal because birmingham southern is a really good school still to this day have no idea how they let me in uh (laughs) shouldn't have let me in uh tried to kick me out for cheating on a spanish test my senior year uh suspended me for a semester um it was at that time i was like you know what you know my grandfather was at pearl harbor I have a history of people being in the military in my family. I do have some athletic ability. So I think I'm just going to, you know, go in the Marine Corps because I still don't know what I want to do with my life. So I went in the Marine Corps for four years. Uh, Again, very blessed with the people that I was surrounded with in the Marine Corps, some of whom our books have been written about. And I got to do some really cool things there. And did that for four years. And then when I got out, I still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So uh, went in, somehow kind of fell into a sales position with a publishing company in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And that was probably the best training I've ever had in terms of sales training, uh, what I call dialing for dollars, which at some point in your insurance career, everybody's going to have to do. Yeah. And then fell into the construction business and, of course, um, hated every minute of that. Wasn't what I was, was not my purpose, was not what I was put on this earth to do. Didn't really like it very much. And then uh, I had kind of a forced opportunity when the, when the mortgage crisis hit. We were heavy into residential construction. When the, when the mortgage crisis hit, I was without a job. And... Throughout all that time that I just mentioned, from high school to college to Marine Corps, after Marine Corps, um, still had people occasionally telling me, hey, man, you'd be great in insurance. You need, you, you've never met a stranger. You know everybody in the state of Alabama. You need to get insurance. And I just kept pushing them off, pushing them off. But finally, when that happened, I kind of burned the ships, took my insurance license, Went to work for a state farm agent that was what they call a Tika new market agent, which, you know, is a scratch agency. Yeah. Uh, I was with him for about a year, year and a half, 
little, maybe a little more than a year and a half and um, got my feet wet then. I think my first year in 2008, and you guys hold on to your hat because I was making Oprah Winfrey money at that time. I think my W-2, which I do have at my office and then will get framed one day, it was framed and then now I'm doing something else with it, but I made a whopping Sixteen thousand dollars in two thousand eight in the insurance. That'll get you places, man. I'll tell you what. I was jet setting around the world, (laughs) having to borrow money from family members just to, you know, make my rent payment every month. Um, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I, I kind of burned the ships. I kind of told myself, "This is it. This is going to be the career I do for the rest of my life." But I will say through the course of that, um, I fell in love with insurance. I was pretty damn good at it. Um, sold a lot of insurance, learned a lot about more of the home and auto side of insurance. Although even then I was kind of, uh, as a state farm associate agent was much more leaning towards commercial, um, like I was probably the only, if not one of the only state farm associate agents in Birmingham, Alabama, which is a pretty big place that was actually selling commercial insurance, which, you know, state farms not known for commercial insurance. Right. So, um, on the same day, on the same day that I was accepted to the state farm agency owner pool of people, I had to do a business plan and do all this crazy shit, go in front of a board, you know, of people that decide whether you get to be an agency owner or not. On that day, I accepted a job with Nationwide as a scratch agent. Boom. So uh, that was weird. Like I got one phone call at like 11 o'clock from the area field executive for that particular section, that county of Alabama. And he was like, man, I am so excited that you're in the agency owner pool and I can't wait for you to be an agency owner. And about 30 minutes before that call, uh, the nationwide sales manager that I had been talking to had called me and I accepted a job with nationwide as a, as an agency owner. And, um, you know, the, the, I would say the rest is history. You know, I, I stayed on a sales program with Nationwide for nearly three years. I nearly got fired a couple of times because um, that program ramped up to the point to where you were having to sell like 30 or 35 policies a month. Wow. And, and if you had any late pay people, that actually counted against your numbers. So if you had late pays, then selling 30 policies a month would turn into selling 40 policies a month. And that was, that was difficult. Uh, I've heard numbers about how many people made it through that program. It was not very many. Uh, I was fortunate to make it through that and, um, you know, ended up that it just, things just fell into place where there was a lady that was getting fired with nationwide, uh, you know, she, she had been in the business for a long time, but she'd done some things and gotten fired. Her book of business opened up. I took that book of business, even though it wasn't very much at all. In fact, I'd be willing to bet we probably don't still have, we probably have about $250,000, maybe half a million dollars in premium left from that book of business. I mean, when, when oh, I got wow. it, it was probably at 800000 yeah. And then I set a, set a path to create an agency. And, and, uh, since that time I've opened up three more agency offices, all done organically. Uh, we are nearing $5 million in premium. Uh, I think as of today, we're ranked as one of the top 90 nationwide agencies in the country. Uh, and definitely one of the fastest growing nationwide agencies in the country. But, uh, it has been a long, hard struggle. And that is, that is one of the things that I like to tell people. And I think it's one of the reasons that our podcast is so successful is I am the anti-thought leader in the insurance industry. Uh, all I am is an insurance agent. That's it. I just happen to have a podcast and I am, I am no different 
from any of the other people that listen to our podcast in terms of problems that we have in our agency and, and weaknesses that I have that, that I have to use a lot of self-awareness and trying to figure out how to overcome. But I'm, I'm just like all those guys, all those people listening to our podcast that we have, the Insurance Guys podcast. I think that's one of the reasons that podcast has been so successful is I think people recognize from listening to me on that podcast, I'm just like they are. I, I fight the same fight that they fight. I've been doing it now for going on 10 years, and uh, I'm no different than all those people that are listening to us. So that's that's kind of my background and, and where I'm at. Um, been a lot of struggle, been a lot of pain, um, new challenges every day. I'm in the process of rearranging, re reorganizing my entire organization. I spent the last year uh, going to thought leaders' offices and and courses. I just got back from Mike Stromso's Be Unstoppable Bootcamp in San Diego. I spent three days with Chris, two days with Chris Paradiso in his office. And, you know, the one thing that I gleaned from all of the people in the insurance business, some of whom you've had on your podcast, is I'm doing a lot of shit wrong. <laughs> Aren't we all? And, and and I'm doing a lot of shit wrong and I got and I got to change that. And so, um, you know, I probably won't be going to any more agency owners offices or going to any more uh, courses or meeting with people like Jeff Roy simply because I've already got about 75 things I've got to change within my agency and I don't need another laundry list of things I need to change. Yeah, for the next five years, you will be busy uh, and then you will be behind once again, right? Exactly, exactly. So, so you, know, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the future holds for me in terms of um, where our agency will grow or go from here. Uh, Nationwide has announced six months ago, uh, or I guess it's been about a year ago now, that they are completely doing away with their exclusive agency force. So uh, one of the advantages I have on our podcast is I am, I am going to be one of the only insurance agents that I have that I know about that has a podcast that is actually going to be able in real time to talk to our audience about that transition from captive agent to independent agent. And I think that that's, that's a little unusual uh, because I think most people that get in the, in the insurance industry as an agent, whether, you know, home and auto, commercial, whatever it is, you know, if you start out as an independent, you're usually an independent all the way through until you retire or you die, right? I mean, that's, right. that's usually the, the deal there. Uh, most captive agents, once they've built up an agency, whether it's State Farm, Allstate, Farmers, doesn't matter what it is, nationwide, um, most of those guys kind of stay where they are because they reach this point where they're making the kind of money that they need to make, and you know they don't really want to jump jump off the high dive and go go back to the starting line. So I'm blessed that I get to communicate to the agents, the 250,000 insurance agents that listen to our podcast, I get to communicate on a weekly basis, you know, how great this is or how much this sucks or what problems I'm having or, you know, what this transition period is like. And I get to do that in real time. And that, that's going to be very interesting over the course of the next year and a half as that transition goes through. Okay, that would definitely be a good resource for nationwide agents that are making that same transition to listen to the struggles that you're having and either reach out to you for help or maybe even avoid those problems if they can. Exactly. Catherine, how many, how many agents <laughs> that's did, the, that's how the many whole... agents are listening? How, how many? We got to stop. I got to hear that again. How many agents are listening to your podcast? You know, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers. You know, Bradley cringes every time I say 250,000 insurance agents listen to our podcast. <laughs> I will tell you this. Our growth in our podcast over the past year, we've been doing this for about a year now, a little over a year. Um, I know it's growing by leaps and bounds because on a daily basis, I get somewhere between four 
to six friend requests on Facebook from people from all over the world, world, not the U.S., the world. Wow. Um, and when I click to when I click on their profile to make sure they're not a Russian or a bot or something like that, every one of them is an insurance professional. That's awesome. So 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 if I'm getting four to six of those a day, then my my thought process is on that that I must they must be hearing the podcast and then looking me up on Facebook and friend requesting me. That's the only way that could be happening. So why do you think that there's so much growth? I mean, what do you think they're just finding you organically or is there something that you're doing that you attribute no. that success to? I think, I think it's organic growth. I think that um, our podcast studio, our producer, Johnny Gwynn, on the front end did a really good job of setting us up on all of these, all of these different uh social media podcasting sites like iTunes, SoundCloud. We were the first insurance podcast on Spotify. Um, so he's got us on so many platforms that, and so many people hear it. And the first thing they do is go tell somebody about it. So it's, I think it's all from organic growth. Um, and I think it, it, that that's probably where most of that's coming from. Now, I can't speak and I don't think anybody can speak to it's 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 a little bit like trying to hold water in your hand when you start talking about exactly how many subscribers you have because there's so many different avenues for them to go listen to the podcast and it's hard to really get your arms around exactly how many people are listening to the podcast. I have always since the very first podcast jokingly said that we had 250,000 listeners. But I will tell you this, before this is over with, I'll be willing to bet you any amount of money you want to bet we'll have 250000 That's crazy, that number. I'm not oh. betting. <laughs> no, don't, yeah, you don't do that because Bradley and I are not going to stop doing this podcast. You know, I met Bradley just to go back in time again uh, because I know this podcast that we're doing right now is is geared around, you know, podcasting and how we got in it and what we're doing and what's been successful and all of that stuff. So I found Bradley on Instagram um, and he was posting some stuff on Instagram about local agents and doing a really good job. I felt like he was the one, the one insurance guy that I followed on Instagram that had really dialed in his marketing in terms of, you know, putting that message out, creating good video content, uh, talking about local agents. He was the one guy I found that I felt like had a really good handle on that. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, man, uh, you don't know me and I don't know you, but I really like your content. And then through the course of that, one day I was looking at something he posted and, it, and he was in freaking Mobile, Alabama. I went to his profile on Instagram and it said Mobile, Alabama. And I thought, holy shit, this guy's in the same state I'm in. <laughs> so I, picked, I picked up the phone and called him. Well, at that time, this was a, year, a little over a year ago, about a year and a half ago. I, for about two years, I had been doing this, this video series on Facebook called Ask the insurance guy online. My web address is theinsuranceguyonline.com. And so I was doing these interviews with different people, and it just so happened that like uh, two or three weeks uh, after we talked on the phone that first time and we kind of fell in love with each other, that, um, that I was going to be down in Mobile. I was going to be close to Mobile on vacation down at the beach. And I said, hey, man, would you mind if I came over, set my tripod up, and we did a social media insurance, ask the insurance guy online, you know, video for Facebook? And he said, no problem. I went over, went in his office, set up my tripod. We sat there and talked for nearly an hour. And at the end of it, I turned the camera off and I said, Bradley, I'm going to tell you something, son. You and I need to do a damn podcast. And he said, well, yeah, let's do it. And I said, don't, don't, don't say, don't say you're going to do it unless you're going to do it. And he said, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. 
So um, that's how the onus behind the podcast started. And at that time, when we started talking about it, we were thinking about going out and reaching, you know, end consumers, people who wanted insurance. And I told him, I said, you know, we can do that. And it'll be the best sleep medication anybody has ever taken. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right we will freaking put Ambien completely out of business. There is no, <laughs> no, human being, no human being on the planet of Earth will have to take Ambien anymore while we sit here and drone on about uninsured freaking motors. Right. <laughs> And so we started talking. So this is what happens when you have the anti-thought leader on your program. You have, <laughs> you have to almost take the damn microphone away from you like Mike Stromso did last week at his boot camp. Oh. Um, anyway, so, so, so we started talking about it and I said, man, we need to do this damn thing for insurance agents and just, just be real with people and, and talk, you know, talk, you know, get thought leaders on the program. At that time, neither one of us had any clue what we were doing, how we were going to do it. I was going to do the same thing that y'all were doing, that you you guys are doing right now, where I stayed in Huntsville, he stayed in Mobile, and um, we did it remotely the way you guys are doing it. And then the more we got into how we were going to do it, we went out and bought a bunch of equipment. We bought you know microphones. We did all this stuff. And, and it was just a shit show. I'll just be honest with you. I mean, it was kind of the same kind of stuff we went through this morning with your podcast where stuff didn't work. You know, we get on Skype. It didn't work. Um, we didn't have the same energy because we were in two different places and Bradley's doing one thing while we're on the podcast. And I don't know, it just didn't, it just didn't flow. So he found a guy in Mobile that had a damn podcast studio, Johnny Gwynn, who's our producer, Deep Fried Studio. Shout out to Johnny. And the more we did the podcast after the first two or three episodes, and I'm about to drop a bomb on you here, it, uh -oh. was, it was so bad. The first three or four podcasts, well, excuse me, the first two podcasts we did were so bad that we actually, once we got in studio and decided we were going to do it in studio together, five-hour drive for me to Mobile, by the way, um, we actually went back and redid the first two podcasts in studio, re-recorded the first two podcasts, um, just because the level of professionalism in terms of the quality of the sound and and the energy and, and playing off of each other and seeing each other's body language and all that stuff was so much better once we got in studio. And then, and then here we start talking about all the unintended consequences of that podcast. We had no freaking clue what was going to happen. So Bradley's really his strong suit is the, is the booking side of our podcast. And I can see getting, that. Yeah. Getting in touch with people getting to know them on a personal level. So when we started, nobody wanted to do the podcast. They're like, who the hell are these guys? Bunch of rednecks from Alabama. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of hard. And then, and then we had one or two thought leaders, real thought leaders, not anti-thought leaders, real thought leaders in the insurance business, like Chris Paradiso, who was one of our first guests that, that finally agreed to come on the show. Uh, once we got a few of those, Michael McCormick, Taylor Dobby, those guys, once we got some of those guys on there and we started gaining traction with the podcast, now we've got three, four people a week that come to us and send us emails like, hey, man, would you mind if I came on your podcast? You know, so the, the whole thing has changed now where we're actually having to make tough decisions about what thought leaders in the industry that we want to have on. And we've got those people coming to us rather than the other way around. And that, that was an unintended consequence that I'd never dreamed would happen. But the, the, but the one big unintended consequence, and if there's anything I could tell somebody, it would be this. If you have a chance to do a podcast and you have the talent to do a podcast and you have that, whatever that it factor is, and, and you're good at it, 
what you're going to find is you are going to have this opportunity to build relationships with these amazing people, these amazing people in your industry, whatever that industry is. I don't give a shit if it's insurance, plumbing, landscaping, doesn't matter what it is, but you're going to have an opportunity to meet those guys and girls like Patty Lars and Mike Stromso and Carlos Vargas and these just amazing, amazing people that have been incredibly successful in their particular industry. And I don't know if you can quantify or put a price tag on what that means in terms of helping you uh, grow your business, understand where you're doing things wrong, uh, how to do things better, uh, you know, just and hell, just the friendships, you know, just the reaching out to those guys every now and then and saying, hey, you know, how are you doing? What's going on with you? Um, but, but it's just been it's just been amazing. And I know Scott, I, you're I, exactly you're exactly right, though. I mean, honestly, if, if I were to if I were to say honestly, I don't know if Brightby would be around right now. And hey, we're new and you know how you know how hard new is. Uh, to survive exactly but starting the podcast we have we have created so many relationships we've gotten so much feedback and we have made major changes in our business because right. of the people we connected with on the podcast exactly like, that's the only way and and we all we were like we don't even know how to do a podcast we don't i mean we did 40 like almost 40 podcasts in a month and a half and i thought i was gonna die and and we won't ever do that again but but going through that that's why we're here today well to your point about nearly dying after 40 podcasts so you're exactly correct um you're 100 percent correct and if i could throw some gary v on all these people the 250,000 agents that are listening to this the one thing that i think i'm glad we did what we did we are going to continue to do what we do because it's been such a blessing in my life. I'm going to talk in just a minute about what a blessing it's been in Bradley's life. But if there's one thing I could go back and do differently or change, I would still do our podcast. But if I'm an insurance agent, I would follow the Gary V playbook. If I thought I could be really good at podcasting and I was willing to spend the time, the energy, the money, the effort to do the podcasting, I would I would do a podcast in whatever niche market that I was in. Because if I had started doing my the, the podcast that Bradley and I have now for insurance agents, instead of doing that for insurance agents, had I done that for property investors, which my agency specializes in habitational property investor insurance. Um, I, I think we probably would have picked up another million or $2 million in premium this year. So Scott, let's, let's get down to the real good stuff. Okay. The nitty gritty, the five key takeaways. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, you know, you know, he doesn't like to be restricted though. (laughs) <laughs> no, I know. I know that. I can tell. I'm not messing with him. Let me tell you, the, the worst, and I'm, a, I'm again, anti-thought leader, that y'all will probably edit all of this out. <laughs> oh, no, we won't. <laughs> I am the guy that you, I will promise you will take the microphone away from. But the worst, <laughs> worst ass chewing, the worst ass chewing that Bradley Flowers has ever gotten from me. <laughs> Was he called me a day after he was on your podcast? Oh. And he started talking about we need to do questions and give the guest questions and do all this and do all <laughs> that and do a summary for each one. And I said, Bradley, I can promise you none of that shit's going to happen. <laughs> none, of that, none of that's going to happen. Um, and it's not that, you know, one of my favorite sayings that I have, guys. And this is, this is a new Scott Howell favorite saying that I've been saying now for a couple of months is why can't both be true? Why can't both be true? What I mean by that is what works for you guys works for you guys. And, and if it gives you guys the, 
the confidence and the, the whatever to get on your podcast and have an outline of where you're going and questions we're going to ask, that's fantastic. And if that helps you, that's great. For me, I'm just, I just want to get on. I kind of know what the topic's going to be about, but then we're just going to go. We're going to go, and I'm and, and I'm so eccentric that I, you know, I just start throwing questions out. And, and the, I think the reason that our podcast works as well as it does is our energy on the podcast, number one. And number two, I'm a very good listener, even though it doesn't sound like it right now because I'm running my mouth so much. <laughs> but if you'll notice on our podcast, if you ever listen to the podcast that we do, I'm a lot like you guys are right now. I'm doing a lot of listening, a lot of listening. Oh my and gosh. I'm, if you're not, you're missing out on the, all the good content. That's the only way relationships are built is by actually people listening. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so as we're going through the podcast, somebody might say something and I'm like, boom, I want to go in that direction. Let's go down that road. And one of the things I love to do with my guests is I find out everything about them from kindergarten all the way up to who their wife and kids are, where they live, what football team or hockey team they, they support, uh, how, many, how many people they have in their agency. I'll spend 30 minutes looking at their agency website. I try to, I try to get as much information on them as I possibly can. Uh, just to get a flavor for who I'm talking to and, and what type of person they are and what, you know, it helps me as we're going through a, a nearly hour long podcast because most of our podcasts last about 45 minutes to an hour. But I'm sorry, Catherine, I didn't mean to, to, to uh, still. <laughs> no, let's, you're let's fine. Down. You're let's fine. It's, it's actually working out in my favor because I've got a terrible <laughs> hacking cough. So you taking over is working for me. But I know that our listeners are ready to hear your five key takeaways. So let's start with number one. But I'm going to say it's our 500,000 listeners just because I can. Since exactly. And, and exactly. Here's what, nobody will be able to, to, to verify that. because that, That's correct. If y'all are on as many places as we are as, in terms of the podcast coming out, wrapping your arms around that is pretty, pretty, pretty tough order. Pretty, t pretty hard to do, but. Yeah, um, five key takeaways of, of what? The podcast, of doing the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Number one you told us was the good, the bad, and the terrible of podcasting. So mm -hmm. our yeah. question to that was what's your favorite thing about podcasting, but also what's your least favorite thing? I would say my most favorite thing is by far the relationships that I have built um, and I, I don't do as good a job of building those relationships as Bradley does. So you, you guys have to understand something. Bradley is one of my best friends. I love Bradley more than Bradley loves me. That's just a fact. He cannot dispute that. We, we all have those people, right? Exactly. Um, you know, but, but he is the polar opposite of me. He is buttoned up. He is... You know, Bradley's ultimate goal is to be a thought leader in the insurance industry. And and I I cannot express to you how proud I am of him because he had that dream, he had that goal, and and quite frankly, he's kind of reached it. I mean, he's he's there. He's he's just announced last week that that Gary Vaynerchuk has chosen him to be not only on as, as part of the Agent 2021 conference down in Miami, but he's actually going to be kind of the moderator of the, of the group of insurance agents that are on stage. I know. I'm and, like, what the heck? Yeah. And so, and so for Bradley, I, I just cannot tell you how proud I am of him. I, I'm like a proud daddy. I'm like a proud daddy that that their son just got a college scholarship to play football or something. I mean, I'm I am I'm beyond excited and proud for him. That was a goal that he had, and and quite frankly, he's kind of reached it. You know, I, I don't know where where he goes from there, but that's a pretty big deal to me. That's a pretty big deal. Huge deal. Huge. Yeah, no Huge. doubt. So so you know, to answer your question, I would say the best part of what what I've been able to do. Uh, and what we've been able to do 
um, is just building the relationships with the people like the Chris Paradisos and the Mike Stromsos and the, the Jeff Roy's of the world that otherwise I would have, I mean, hell, I'm a, I'm a little old bitty boutique insurance agency in Athens, Huntsville, Florence and Madison, Alabama. I mean, I would have never, I would have never gotten to know those people ever. So that, that is by far the unintended consequence that's been the best. The, the, I think the, the thing that, that is the hardest is, is the time requirement of, you know, I think if you, if you hooked battery cables up to the nipples of most of my employees, they would probably <laughs> say, they, they, and, you know, like waterboarded them or, you know, tortured them in some way. They would say that, you know, the podcast is probably taking my, my eye off the ball a little bit in terms of our agency. Um, not only just time, time commitment, going down to Mobile for two or three days at a time. Um, so, so that's probably been the, the hardest part of it. Okay. You're going to have to give me a second. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I, I'm, you've, you've got me thinking about way too much stuff right now. Okay. I mean, all I can, I mean, think, we, about, we met, all I can think about is jumper cables on nipples right now. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have if, you started, if you started torturing my people, I'm telling you, they would probably say, yeah, this podcast stuff's kind of taking Scott's eye off the ball. Oh man, but but you know what's crazy is that I I thought about that myself too. Um, right. At, like for, even for myself, like are are we doing what we need to do? And yeah. is this podcast actually and man, now looking back and even talking to you more, I just I keep shaking my head thinking, <laughs> wow, if if we wouldn't have done that, where would right. we be? That's and right. what I was what I was going to say, you know, one of the things on you 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 know, we talk about all these people that we get to meet and you know, Chris Paradiso and, and, uh, you know, I haven't got to meet uh, Jeff Roy like you have uh, definitely going to soon, but all these, all these different people, you know, what's crazy is that all these people that I'm meeting, they don't give a crap about how big or small your agency is. I agree. They, they care more so about you and what you're trying to accomplish. And what, what I've been amazed by is the, the community aspect they they provide um, and how giving they are um, which is which is very interesting because honestly you know getting into it I wouldn't have expected that as much um, you know with with people just saying well you know this is you know I'm gonna rule this I'm gonna rule this so you know I don't really want you in this to in you know see my secret sauce and everything else um, it's pretty amazing, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, let me let me respond to that by saying this, okay? Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins has has a saying that I absolutely love, and it is so one million percent true. And that saying is, "Success leaves clues." Success leaves clues. Now. All the people that we just mentioned, okay, all the agents that we just mentioned have all been extremely successful in their business lives. I don't know them personally well enough to know if they, if they feel like they've been that successful in their personal life. But from a, from a business standpoint, part of the success that I think that they've had and they've been able to enjoy is, you know, helping others and helping people is 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 at the core of who they are as human beings and it's almost like um the more they help other people they feel like you know from almost a karma standpoint the more successful they will be and 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 so and so with all of those people that we just mentioned um you're right they don't seem to care about how much you know how much premium you have or where you are in your career they just have the heart of a teacher and they want to help other people in the insurance industry because they have finally cracked the code that about 5 million of these some bitches can't seem to crack. And that is we are not in competition with each other. When you walk out of that door, whether you're with bright B or anybody else as an agent, it's, it's not me against you. It's us against them. And they understand that. 
they get that. They don't see the person down the street as being competition. There's plenty of business out there to be had. And they just want to help people. They're, they're good people at, at their core. They are good human beings, and they just want to help others. And I think that's why they've been successful in their insurance careers. And I think that's why they're thought leaders in the insurance business. And I think that's that will ultimately continue to help them because who knows? One day, you know, Keegan Henson may have something that they need and they can pick up the phone and they can call Keegan and they can say, you know, y'all start talking and there's already a relationship there. You both know each other. You both have been in the, as my, as my good friend and great American, Mr. Kobe Jubinville says, y'all have already gotten in the boat with each other. Yeah. You already know each other. So, um, for them, I think they have finally come to the realization, or maybe they came to that realization years ago that helping other people, helping other agents, helping other people in the insurance business is a win-win proposition. End of story. So did Bradley tell you about my new um, thing I'm, I want to start? I asked him if he'd be a part. Now I'm, now I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you if you'd be a part. <laughs> tell me. Whatever it is, I'm so, game. We're we are going to start a website um, and also hashtag choose agents. That's what okay. choose agents, and all it's about is people telling why they should choose an agent, and agents telling using video um, of why you should choose agents. And 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 you know people are like, well, are you only going to do independent? Or are you only going to do captive? And I was like, no. If they're an agent, we're doing it. And it's because we need to be able to band together, whether captive or independent, everyone is at risk to some degree, right? Exactly. Exactly. I think that we've got to have that community of people to say, okay, look, this is a phenomenal industry. We've got to band together and actually do better. Absolutely. Get better and actually help educate people of why it's so important. And so are you going to be with me? Absolutely, man. I'm all for you. Whatever I can do to help. I mean, I'm, I, I'm all for that. And I think that is a beautiful segue and kind of a bolt on to what you're already doing with Brightbeat, right? I mean, absolutely. It's all about the agent. And I tell, I tell people, if we have to change everything about Brightbeat to make sure that it's focused on serving the agent, then we'll do right. it. I, right. don't, I don't care where we started out. I care where, we're, where we end. And so, with all that being said, it's That's kind all of the whole about helping the agent grow. You just told the whole meaning of life pretty much right there. I mean, if you really want to boil it down to its truest essence, it's not where you start. It's where you end. As Vaynerchuk says, how many people are you going to have at your funeral? How many people, when Scott Howell is laying in an assisted living facility in diapers, how many, how many insurance agents are going to reach out to Scott Howell or Scott Howell's son, who is his legacy, and say, that son of a bitch right there changed my life. 250,000. Life. Hell, I hope it is. I hope <laughs> it is. Because, because at, at its essence, when you talk about success or failure in life, that's really what this thing's all about, right? I mean, it's about what legacy are you going to leave when this thing's all over? And I'm going to say this. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to my statement that, that she asked me relative to what has this podcast done for you in a positive way? What's the number one thing it's done? I think for me, what it's done is it has actually given me the opportunity to look at myself and say, whatever I've done in my past, good or bad, whatever successes I've had or failures I've had, I feel like this podcast may very well be the thing that allows me to leave a legacy. And, I, and, and the reason I say that is it, Bradley will back me up on this 100%. But there are three or four times a week that I get an email, that we get an email from either Facebook or Facebook page or from just an actual email to the Insurance Guys podcast uh, email address where somebody sends us like a four-paragraph um you know, email where they pour their heart out to us about how much this podcast means to them. 
And, and every time I get one of those, including right now, I get very emotional about that because it ties right back into that legacy. It shows me that the five hour drive and the $2,000 I spend a month and all the other thing or every other month and all the other things that we do, it is making a difference and it is helping Bradley and I both leave a legacy because I may die in a damn car crash tomorrow afternoon. Hell, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I would say above and beyond the relationships it's helped, you know, helped me make, I think that is probably the one thing above everything else I would say is, has been a great thing. You know, Scott, as I look over your key takeaways, we've kind of, we've kind of already covered them all. I mean, we've talked about the good, the bad, and the terrible of podcasting. You've already told us all about why you should go in studio for your podcast. We've <laughs> talked about self-awareness. And he just didn't want us to talk. What? He just didn't want us to talk. <laughs> I know, right? He was just going to steal the show from us. We talked what? about self-awareness and knowing if you're built for podcasting. I've heard you mention unintended consequences several times, but what? I have not heard what this means. The future of voice. That's your mm. big takeaway. And we mm -hmm. haven't talked about that. So, so 10 years ago, everybody was emailing and we talked about response rates mm -hmm. All I get in my email box is junk, you know, I, I, well, besides the emails I get from people that are listening to the podcast or, you know, have things to say about that. But, uh, and then I do get, you know, some business email on my, my nationwide business email every day. But, but quite frankly, in my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion, but, you know, email is kind of gone. Uh, I, not gone completely, but it, it's been put on the back burner. And I think for the last, you know, three, four, five, six years, texting has kind of taken over. Uh, we see it in our agency where, you know, five years ago, we had a beginning of day report and we picked up the phone and we called people and said, hey, this is just your friendly reminder that your payments do. And now people actually get pissed off when we do that because they, they just want to text. They just want you to send them something that says, hey, man, your payment's due. You know, just a friendly reminder, your payment's due in a text. So, so we're in the middle of this texting thing where everybody wants to text all the time. And what we've seen in the past year or two, and this goes back to Gary Vaynerchuk again. I mean, Gary does a very good job of looking in his crystal ball and telling what the future is. But you're seeing it right now with how many people have jumped on the podcasting bandwagon, you two included. Everybody's doing a podcast now. Everybody's going to voice. People are listening. People are getting in their cars. And instead of listening to the rock station or uh, something else on the radio, they're connecting their Bluetooth and they're listening to a podcast while they go down the road. And you've got Alexa skills that has come out with, you know, Alexa and all this other stuff that is that, that I deem, you know, that's voice. And I just see that voice is, is it's here. It's now and it's gaining momentum every single day. Have you heard of micro podcasting now? I have not. It is. It's I don't know how new it is, but it's pretty new. But now there is an app for micro podcasting. So it's two minutes or less. Mm hmm. And uh, I've been using it a little bit, and it's amazing. People are starting to follow me, and I, let me tell you, I haven't said anything, uh, you know, world changing, uh, life changing at all. Uh, but it's very interesting. Like podcasting now, micro podcasting. What is it going to be next? Well, see that that makes perfect sense because I love video, and I love voice. I, those are my two jams right there. Those are the things I love the most. Um, and, and with video, you know, the longer that videos around, uh, some of the biggest advertisers in the world, the Disney worlds, the Red Bulls, the, those, those Jeep, you know, Jeep and Chrysler and GMC and all these other large brands are moving more towards the six second video, you know, the six second video of just getting that brand out there in six seconds. And I think what you're finding with that micro podcasting stuff is people don't have time to listen to Scott Howell drone on for one hour, but they damn sure have time to listen to Scott Howell for two minutes. Between Absolutely. That, that is for sure, Scott. 
So Absolutely. only two that's, minutes for you, my friend. That's exactly. I don't know if he could do it. <laughs> no, no, they they would open it up to five at least for him. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I will say this: uh, that does make perfect sense. And I that hell maybe that's the way this is going. Maybe I can do 40, 40 podcasts down at Deep Fried Studios if I only do two-minute podcasts at a time. <laughs> maybe so. You're going to be like those people who are long-winded on Twitter where they do a tweet and it's like one out of 100, two out of 100. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, all that makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I, I'm, hell, maybe I'll start doing micro-podcasting. What's the, uh, just tell your audience out there, if they want to start doing some micro-podcasting, and not talk about uninsured motorists and medical right. coverage. Um, what? How would they do that? Is there? Yeah. A so, so there's an app. There's an app, and I want I want royalties on this when I say this. Um, okay. but, um, it's called Look Wide. Look Wide. One okay. word. And uh, and I was actually contacted by the CEO to start using it. So I started mm-hmm. using it. And what I found is there's almost nothing about insurance. Any like anyone in insurance related. So, um, so I think it's a phenomenal opportunity for anyone to jump on the bandwagon right now. And what's crazy in, you know, doing less than two minutes of talking, uh, you know, we're getting, we're getting listens and I I don't even know who these people are, but people are listening, people are liking and they're following. And so it's, it's really a unique app. So, you know, there may be something else out there, but. Yeah, once you record it on your phone, I'm assuming you just record it on your voice recorder on your phone or it something. It literally or is a push a button on the app. You record it and it submits it and it sets it up. So it's and, and, it, and once it sets it up, can you push it out to Facebook and some other places? Yeah, yeah, you can share it too, and then Wrong. you can ask questions to other micro podcasters, and they can answer back to you, and then you can share those as well. Pretty interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, that that I would be surprised if that doesn't turn into something. I, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I'm really interested to try it out some more, and I need to be a little bit more, um, you know, continuous in, in doing it. So, absolutely. Well, I feel like this is the, just the first of many conversations to come, considering how long winded all of us are. But <laughs> I believe it's time to wrap it up, and I'm going to recap the five key takeaways one more time, which is the good, the bad, and the terrible of podcasting. Uh-huh. You should go in studio for your podcast. Number three is self-awareness. Are you built for podcasting? Number four, unintended consequences and knowing what those are. And number five, the future of voice and where it's headed. Scott, your energy is is amazing. I'm, I feel like I'm leaving a church sermon right now. I'm all fired <laughs> up. Well, guys, I just want to say how blessed and humbled I am that you would have me on here. Um, I, 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 gosh, it's, 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 it's amazing to get to go on somebody else's podcast. I've never done this before with anybody else. It's always been with Bradley. Um, and again, so proud of him. If your audience wants to hear our podcast, we are, uh, www.theinsuranceguys with an S guyspodcast.com. And anytime you want me back on any questions that you guys have, anything that you need that I can help you with. Please do not hesitate to call me, reach out. Um, you know, I would love to be a part of Bright B. I think, uh, I think that's something that we would probably be interested in. I, I don't think you're in the Alabama market yet, are you? We're not. I don't know if we have much in Alabama. We, but we have people we who are licensed in Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we would we would love to talk to you more. And you know, we've we've made lots of changes with with Bright B recently and how we're serving agents and for the better. And, and, you know, we've got, we've got one thing that we're growing that's going to take probably years to grow. And then we've got something else that, you know, that we would love to share with you and hear your thoughts, um, more so of, of, of what we're doing. So it would, it would be great. Yeah. Just call me, call me off air later on this week and let's talk about it. Awesome. Well, we want to remind everyone to subscribe, uh, you know, help us get to that 500,000. We gotta, we gotta get more than the insurance guys here. And give, give a review. Uh, you've got to tell us what you thought of Scott and his talking. And, you know, I don't think we took the microphone enough from him, but next time 
it's on. So don't <laughs> don't forget if you are looking for insurance, uh, try out Brightbee.com where you can find trusted agents. If you are a trusted agent, get on Brightbee. There is nothing that should be holding you back. Not even price should hold you back right now. It's a freemium model right now. So get on, try it out, and um, it will help us help you later down the road. Uh, also, if you are interested in hearing more about our marketing partnership that we just launched uh, about a month ago, we would love to talk to you a little bit more about that as well. Guys, we really appreciate it. Scott, you're awesome. And we hope everyone has a wonderful day. Take care, guys. We love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.